You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 104. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! Well, it's Crack Pack a Like in Podcast World. Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 104. Ciento Quattro. Ah! John, your mic's not working. Mm, we tested it and it was working. I'm joking, it is. Oh, we're working. <laughs> gotcha. Typical. There was Did a little harassment pre podcast. Said <laughs> <laughs> pull the trigger on it, but there it is. Um, welcome in, guys. Today we are going to be doing a topic that was given to John, and John's going to give this person a lot of credit. Can't wait to hear. On the spirit of giving. That's right. Spirit of giving. And giving it was something that was suggested yesterday, the day before. So re- uh, recent proximity. Going through the drive through at the bank, and I got a little buddy over there who um, is a podcast listener. And I pulled up, and he looked up at me, and he said, I got something for you. And I said, well, give it to me, man. Let's go. And he said, the spirit of giving. I said, well, you know, it's Christmas time, so... Yeah, I'll throw it out there. We've kind of done a little bit, talked a little bit about this on the periphery, I think, uh, but haven't focused in on it specifically. So it'll be interesting to see where the conversation goes. So as always, we look forward to and appreciate any input from our listeners, what they want to hear us talk about uh, content-wise. Also, we've used Would You Rather. So if you have something you want us to talk about, whether it be a topic or Would You Rather, rather throw it out there and let's see what happens. Absolutely, man. I think it's going to be a good topic. We're going to hit on things. You know, uh, I do think it's a good time for the Christmas season with the cast coming out here a few days before Christmas. Um, the feeling you get when, when giving, uh, maybe when receiving as well, and why it's important to give. What do you think, Cece? No, I think it's awesome, especially as you go into the holidays. I mean, why is this the best time of the year? I mean, it's for a reason because people give their love and uh, obviously we trade gifts, but uh, man, this is uh, it's going to be awesome and discussing different ways we can we can give and what it does for not only us, but those that receive our gifts. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Matt, we'll take it. Take yeah, it. Go ahead. Take it over there. Take it there. Of the year. <laughs> That's what you're going to get with that. Um, okay, before we hop in, we're going to move over to the good old would you rather here. Johnny's got it for us. What you got, John? You seemed excited today about well, this. Well... I've been thinking about bringing this one up for a while now, and you'll know shortly why, because you were kind of the inspiration behind this one, Hot Dog Man of Lake Charles. man, awesome. (laughs) So guys, would you rather know you're on speakerphone with other people listening, (laughs) (laughs) or be surprised? (laughs) Let's go ahead and throw it over to the Hot Dog Man of Lake Charles and see what he says. John, you do this to me all the time, so it's a good... Oh, man. A um, little background. I've done this to John a couple times. Yes, he has. Uh, and I should know at this point, knowing John for so long, the the guy, you never know what he's going to say. And it's kind of 
blown up on my face. I think both two or three times that this has happened. Um, so now, hey, just the other day, I did tell you, That's John, true. I got someone in the car. Mm-hmm. That's true, he did. <laughs> Which makes the other person raise an eyebrow, but that's what he wants done. <laughs> um, so would I rather them, it'd be a surprise to know that somebody's listening in on the conversation or to know that they're listening in on the Correct. conversation? Man, you know, I think it depends on who the person is mm-hmm. um, that we're dealing with here. I guess if I'm not knowing the person, I'm going to have to side with I'd rather them know that they're on the somebody else is on the phone. But I feel like there's not much that I'd be telling you that I wouldn't tell someone else, even though you think that happens all the time, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go with I would rather know that the person's in the vehicle, which I know is music to your ears. So. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> that's it final answer you're done it's kind of hard i kind of want to go the other way just out of some pride here but i'm gonna stick <laughs> i'm gonna stick with i'd rather know that the other person is there how about you cc yeah i think i want to know because um well i guess it depends who you're talking to like yeah. you said if i'm talking you know your buddies and you know it just depends because you know everybody's got I'd say everybody's got two sides to things but you know <laughs> there is you know the side of you that's going to put on a little bit more you know you're going to think about what you say and be a little more polite and politically correct. And then you have your buddies, you cut up a little bit. Or if the kids are in the car, you're talking to your wife and you may have to say something about one of them. You don't want them to know that you know what it is. So yeah, I like to, I like to know if I'm on speaker. <laughs> I really do. In fact, I called Matt the other day and you know what he said right when I called, he said, Hey, I mean, you're on speaker with me now. <laughs> He let me know. Actually, he see, did. He let me a man, heads up. you get every courtesy, CC. Every yeah. courtesy. You know, it was awesome. I it's like, about thank that. you, Matt. Not that I wouldn't have said anything, Alexandra, that you couldn't hear. It's just, it's you know, it's just nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> or see, John, you could answer the phone like that and be like, "Hey, Matt." Or no, I could answer the phone like that for you. I guess. Well, you win some, you lose some, John. <laughs> yeah, this was inspired by the old hot dog man, Lake Charles, who uh, I can't remember if he called me or I called him, and. We were having a conversation, it was going on, and I said something that I would not have said uh, had I known there were other people listening uh, on the conversation. <laughs> so after that happens, I hear other people giggling, and uh, then he lets me know that his dad, <laughs> yeah, and, dad was and, and Lady J were... Yeah, we were coming back from the Highlands, online. I think, or something. Oh, that us. is awesome. So that was uh, something I was like, I would have liked to have known that. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. this is my public apology to Lady J. I think and, it happened again. And, like, and Andy Mann. Until a month or two later, I was like, oh, John, people here. That's funny, man. <laughs> but hey, maybe that's why you got the courtesy, Greg, because I had to learn I think John. it was after the fact, so yes. So I would like to know if, if who all was on the line. We're How about going you? Right here. I'm curious so, to know what Hot Dog would do. Already, you already said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good, we're good. We'll um, see. It changes from day to yeah, day. Yeah. If it's me, he's probably I was not thinking of say, a counter. But... Never mind. Yeah. Um. Well, I do think that's a good. Would you rather? I, I would be interested to see how many people would would not care to know if someone else was there or not. Um. But I do think it makes a difference. You could be getting somebody a surprise or something, and you not want them to know too. There's there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. Well, the kid option too is a big a big portion of it too. Um. You know where you may want to say things um that you don't want to hear the the kids to hear. So that's a big portion of it too. So. CC brought up good points as always. Oh man, this is funny. <laughs> CC got the courtesy. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wheel our way into the topic um, with the spirit of giving. And I think there was a couple things alluded to early on uh, that I had made a list, but I think Craig mentioned something pretty cool: giving love. 
in the holidays, mm-hmm. Craig? What you got there, man? I think it's a good place to start. Man, I think some, especially when you're a kid, you don't appreciate this as much, but you know, kids want to get gifts and they want to receive things. But, you know, doing these action treats and stuff, you see a lot of kids whose parents weren't present or things happen to them. And I think deep down, whenever they're adults and they're looking back at their life, like, man, why am I this way or that way? A lot of them, the root cause is, you know, they, they long for the love of the mom or the dad. Something that simple that maybe we take for granted if we've had parents that love us. And so when you think about the, the human connection and, you know, I don't think anything... You know, no matter what you do, the gifts you get, the experiences you have, I mean, I think deep down one of the best gifts is the spirit of love and friendship, you know, like knowing somebody loves you and cares for you and you can kind of reciprocate that. And so this time of year is kind of fun because even though we eat a lot of good food and have a lot of great gifts, I think some of the coolest things, at least for me, are the little get togethers, you know, a little party or, and I'm not necessarily the most, you know, I'm probably more of an introvert, you know, than I am extrovert. I mean, I'm good at crowds and stuff, but I like those more intimate groups and getting together with family and friends and just kind of hanging out and taking some quiet time and reflecting on life and just being happy that you're, you know, loved by somebody else. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Man, I agree. You know, I think that um, there's a lot of people who have just about every gadget, every toy, everything in the world, but, um, you know, they still feel like they're missing out on a lot of things and it may be something that, you know, they don't get to spend enough time with their parents or their loved ones um, or they don't you know, they don't have that feeling of the expression of love towards them. So I think that's something that uh, really goes a long way. So the spirit of giving, I think, can mean a lot of different things. It may just be something of giving an individual time with an individual, you know, a child, a spouse, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of different uh, different things. And it may not be of the material nature. You know, I agree. I think that um, just being present, being in a moment, being around people. And one of the examples that comes to my mind is this podcast. Uh, again, we we do not make money doing this at, at, for sure at the time currently. Uh, we kind of do it just as something to the goal is to if we can just help someone in their lives. And I think it's helped all three of us in our lives. And just the time, uh, the fellowship, camaraderie we get even before shooting the podcast today. You know, we spent sat here for 30, 40 minutes talking, laughing. Um, and you can definitely tell uh, a spirit kindredness of love between all of us. Uh, and that's just one of many examples I would say, but just the human spirit, I think is in a very key thing when it comes to giving. Yeah, I agree. You know, and that's exactly the case. You know, we started this out wanting to share experiences and, and impact people in their lives where they are. And, uh, I think that was one of the unintended consequences that we didn't see that how much it's affecting us individually and how much we've for sure. We've been able to grow and, and share in this experience and just the enjoyable nature of it. But I think that's the case for a lot of things whenever you do give of yourself, uh, you know, like we're doing. I talked about it on another podcast, um, how I'd gone on some mission trips to Nicaragua. And that was something that we were going to a third world country to help people who were in need. Uh, you know, in a spiritual nature, there was a spiritual component to it. I worked in the medical facility. Uh, there was some construction, you know, a lot of different things going on. And then <clears throat> at the end of the two weeks that we were there, you know, we kind of had a little round table thing going on. And I think the the effect that it had on all of the people who went on that trip was much more profound on the people who went there to help people than we made on the people we were there to help. Um, so it was just a beautiful thing that, uh, you know, it's along the lines of what we were just talking about, um, us being impacted by this, this giving, this uh, sharing friendship and um, giving nature what we're doing with our time here. 
you know, whenever uh, a lot of times churches have those um, times of the year where they're um, trying to get their parishioners to give, you know, financially or whatever. But a lot of times they'll emphasize, you know, you know, it's a time to recruit people into new ministries, not just financial. So it's time, talent, or treasure. And I always thought about that. It's like, you know, everybody's got something. Could be time, talent, treasure. In your case with the mission trip, it was your time, and it was also your talent. And so you were able to give that thing uh, to somebody in need. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure talent included not just the medical care, but the dancing, the entertainment, <laughs> the humor. The humor. Um, there was a little quote I was reading just before the uh, podcast, and it said, only by giving are you able to receive more than you already have? So it's all like the more you empty yourself, you know, either financially or time or um, talent, I, it comes back to you in tenfold. And I've actually experienced that many times, you know, in my life. We yeah. talked about that way in the this early is days. so funny because the first like, thing I wrote on my pad, CC's story on giving. Oh, and it, remind me what my story is, but I do remember. <laughs> no, I do remember. No, it's but, literally what he's basically saying yeah. right now about getting back it's tenfold. True. One of the first times I had met Craig after, you know, being a patient of his, we're in the Greywood gym and we're chatting and I, it's still stuck with me to this day. It's one of the first conversations I remember ever having with Craig. And somehow we got into what we do for a living and giving back, giving to the church, different organizations, what we do with our time and talents. And Craig did go on a nice solid tangent about the more you give, the more you t- seem to get in return. You know, God always fills the cup back up, so to speak. So it's, it's good to empty empty it a lot of times and that's something that has been very profound and impactful on me should have known john back then that craig just had all the gems you know mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah craig do you remember that i do i do yes and it's true i mean it's like i think a lot of times whenever we are forced to give our time or talent i'm still guilty of this from time to time we look at our life at a, in a scarcity mode it's like well i don't quite have the money to give as much as i should or i don't have the time to go help this person because i got to do these this 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 and this but whenever you just kind of empty yourself of that and you can come to a place where you're okay doing it. He always, I think as long as you're giving those things, you know, you've got it, your heart and your motivation, he'll never let it run out. Cause you're just, you know, yeah. he needs to, you know, he, you're a vessel that he can work through. So he's going to pour more of these things into your life to continue to, sh- to give them to other people. I agree. And that you just kind of hit the nail on the head. Of what I was going to say, I think your motivation behind it is very key, you know, not expecting necessarily something in return or why you're doing it, not doing it just out of, what the perception may be or Which will get who back. may say mm-hmm. something about it or, you know, doing it in your own time. It's, it's just kind of like prayer, praying to God on your own, etc. What do you think about the motivation behind it, Johnny? Yeah, you know, going back to this, um, this reminds me of a biblical story that uh, it was always impactful. Um, you know, it talks about the old uh, widow who was going up for the collection and she'd put in two two coins, you know, mm-hmm. was re- which yep. was really worth monetarily almost nothing. Uh, and you had other people who were, had much more means were putting in great sums of money, but were making a show of it and, you know, making sure that people recognized uh, the amount that they were putting in to that extent. So, you know, I think it's something that um, the giving nature behind it is uh, extremely important. You know, for her, this was everything that she had. This was she was giving all of herself financially. And, uh, I think that's something that, um, you know, we can do that in many different aspects in our life. Um, you know, I've got a, a friend of mine who was one of our ax brothers through here. Um, you know, he told me at one point in time and he called me whenever we were having, uh, some of the illnesses going on with some of our family members were injured. Uh, Ramsey's son, uh, Luke, he called and said, look, I don't have any any money or anything, but I have time and I can pray for, uh, Man, the child. Awesome. So it's, uh, 
you know, it's the motivation and intent behind, I think, what you're giving. Absolutely. And um, I think that it's it's something to be said, too, for what we give to God in our lives. You know, God gives us our talents, abilities, and being able to use those to um, their full capabilities, spending time, prayer, worship of the Lord. I think there's, when I think about giving, I think uh, first and foremost of being able to give with our motivation being, you know, with God at the center of what we're doing. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, sometimes those t- things, whenever you are giving away, it's something that certainly I've been guilty of this, where you you do need to do something, whether it be a time or whether it be a monetary donation. Sometimes those things are difficult to do. And maybe, um, you know, you're 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 doing them, you're getting them done. But the motivation, the intent, the um, the feelings behind it aren't where they should be. So. You know, I think that's something that, uh, you know, until you have that straightened out and you can give freely that maybe you should hold on to whatever you're uh, dealing with and not go through with whatever you're struggling with. Because I think the intent behind that isn't as successful of uh, giving time, money, whatever it may be. Yeah, we talked about this on one of the previous podcasts, especially with time. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be able to spread yourself too thin to where what you're doing and giving it is uh, not going to be as fruitful or beneficial as it would be. The timing may not be right. Uh, and, and I think it is key to, it's not only about just giving something monetarily, giving you know advice to somebody or mm-hmm. being able to stop your time. I had a good buddy of mine call me a couple of days ago and I was pretty busy and he was uh, wanting to chitty chat there for a while and I literally listened for- Was it me? Negative. <laughs> uh, wasn't on speaker, man. So it oh. uh, it's a private call, CC. <laughs> so I, I so I sat there and and it, it felt good to be able to to give some advice, but also to listen. But to be able to do that, uh, sit aside, you know, forty minutes uh, of time. And I think that there's there was it made me feel really good at the end of that. But really at the beginning, I remember getting the call, being like, "Oh man, I got a lot going on right now." But I think so. I think it's also beneficial to to be able to give our time just to someone else. And y'all both said something that kind of struck, you know, struck me was that you get these things back, right? The gift comes back to you. So I think a lot of times if you are feeling a little depressed or down or anxious and you can give a little time, talent or treasure to somebody else, you know, and you see their, their joy and their happiness and it, you know, it helps you feel needed and wanted and, and loved. And, you know, I think it reciprocates the gift. So it, I think it's a good way to kind of overcome a lot of challenges in life or maybe like this, this lady had no money. That was like, she was super poor and she gave all she had. And you're like, what is she doing? And, but it's, you know, it's what filled her the most. And it, and it came back to her. And then Jesus, of course, said she was the one that was most justified in what she did. So it's kind of interesting, you know, whenever you, life's not going so well, maybe it's time to, you know, look outside yourself and find a way to kind of give a little of yourself to somebody else. Amen, CC. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually just read this book. Um, I bought it in North Carolina. This was pretty cool, by the way. When I went to North Carolina, short aside, I went into a... Short aside. <laughs> I went into... Well, I think the background of this is kind of cool uh, because there's a little bit of giving going on here. I went into a used bookstore. Oh, cool. Been in one. Yeah. Walked out of there. Dude, they're awesome. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Old, I thought John would have eaten this. And... Well, I actually went to the library first. I thought about <laughs> you. I considered getting a library card in the Highlands. <laughs> Six months, man, $15. But in any event... Um, I thought they were free. Non-local man. Ah, okay. <laughs> Not considered local yet. Okay. Kind of disappointing. Get that tiny house? Hmm. Um, <laughs> I was about to make a comment. On that. I'm going to save it for the end. <laughs> so anyways, I uh, we go in there. Alexander and I go in there and wind up buying four books out of there. And one of the book, these books was by a guy that I liked. Um, 
he wrote the book on Psalm 23. I think mm-hmm. you read it, huh, John? Mm-hmm. What's that book called? Do you I can't remember, but I did read it. Uh, Max Licato sure. or Licato. I don't know how you saw the name. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he wrote it, and this one was called It's Not About Me. $2, man, at the bookstore. <laughs> Perfectly good shape. Nice. Yeah, it came from the library. See, the library is this, the gift that keeps giving over here. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> wouldn't let me be a member, but I could buy the books on sale. Um, so I read the book, and it is a lot about um, – you know, your life, it's not about yourself. It's about God and God being in the center of it. And I think what Craig was just saying, if you can get off, maybe you're in a rough spot, maybe you're in a great spot because obviously we're going to get real high in life and sometimes we're going to get really low. But if you can get, you can focus this, the attention off of yourself and on other people, on the Lord, uh, I think it makes life a lot more uh, fruitful, worth living for, um, fun, free, not as a uh, potential potentially stressful i can say in my own life i got a lot of stuff going on uh, a lot of irons in the fire through my own fault and i think uh, when i try to just dial it back a little bit spend some time with god spend some time in quiet the lord gives me what i need in the situation so that was a it's a good book john i, I feel like you might hop on that one since you read the other one but yeah it's a little easy read there you can give me the you have to send it to me later but you know going back to you know the season christmas season this time of year i mean this is something that you know the whole season is all revolves around God sending down his only son here for us, um, sending him down here for, you know, our salvation. So what greater gift uh, is there for that? Um, And, you know, we all get busy. We all have all kind of chaos that goes on um, day-to-day life, work, family life, um, you know, unexplained, unforeseen Mm -hmm. accidents. There's just... You know, this life is a crazy, fun, up and down kind of thing. Um, but, you know, if we can all just remember and continue to focus on what is our our goal individually, what is our what should our goal be for, you know, myself, for you, for my family, for CC? Um, you know, our goal should be that reuniting, reuniting uh, in heaven. Uh, so that's something that we get a great gift uh, by living and experiencing all of this, uh, and then hopefully we spend that time wisely in order to um, show the appreciation and return back to where we belong. It's actually a great point, Steve. It's like Christmas, you know, it's very obvious. Everybody's giving. It's very happy. Everybody's focused on, you know, the Lord's birth. But if we're to truly have a spirit of giving, that means changing that, you know, changing that spirit to Christmas or less all year long, Right. So why can't you give all year, you know, be happy all year, share all year, you know, put yourself aside and be there for somebody else. And so, you know, prayer, meditation, we're talking about hot dogs, prayer and meditation before the podcast. What are you doing on a daily basis to kind of get your mind right and put yourself in a spirit of being there for others or giving of, giving of yourself so that it's not just Christmas, but it's, you know, all year long. And then at the very end, when you go to meet God, it's like, hey, man, good job. Good job. You nailed good job. it. You know, I think those are some great points, and it kind of triggered my mind. Uh, bebopped into Mass the other day, um, and Father Orsat, I made my way over to St. Margaret's, was talking about this, and I think it was a good point he made. It's, you know, we all have crosses to bear in life. We might be going through some difficult patches, uh, like we've alluded to earlier in this cast and on other podcasts, is giving whatever that struggle is to the Lord. You know, you know, come to the altar and say, hey, Lord, I give you my disease I have or the debt that's in my life or the family problems that I have being able to give that to the Lord sometimes uh, you know it's giving can can help you in the sense of let someone else take the burden off of you in this case the Lord or a friend uh, I know we've all in this room done that for for each other at one time or another but I thought that was pretty neat 
a different way of looking at giving because you think you're giving maybe time to somebody or you're the one um, being the helper, but you can also give in a way to be helped as well. That's awesome, man. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think that's something that um, too few of us do, myself included. Um, you know, whenever you are having struggles, um, a lot of times, you know, you just get caught up in that. And uh, instead of, you know, laying that burden uh, at the feet of the Lord and saying, I'm struggling with this. I need assistance with this. Where, do, where, what is the best direction for me to go to get out of this? So I think that's a great point. And I think in the mass, that's what's happening. You know, whenever they bring the gifts up, it's like the angels are behind them. If you, there's like, I read some book that was about, you know, the biblical mass and it shows like each step, like what's actually happening. And it's, you're bringing your, your joys, your sorrows, everything and laying it before the altar, you know, so you're offering up and, uh, and that's something that somebody had told, I think April a while back had told me about that. He's sort of like, it's probably April, probably April. <laughs> Give her credit where you know, <laughs> we're looking out for you. April. Either her or father Mike Schmidt. But the, the, the conversation was basically at the beginning of the day, you know, in your prayer is like, Lord, I offer all of the awesome things that are going to happen today. All of the bad things that are going to happen today, all the good, the bad. And I, you know, I give it to you, you know, <laughs> Steve's dying over here. Oh, just right now. Sorry. Just giggling. <laughs> April, father, Mike, <laughs> you know, like I said, life's a gumbo of experiences and you just got to pull from them all. But anyway, a point was beginning of your day, before your day starts, go ahead and preemptively offer up all the awesome stuff and all the really bad stuff to the God and just hey, I give this to you. If it's awesome, it's yours. Thank you. If it's going to be horrible, I'll also give you that. I need you for that. And if it's just another average day, you know, same thing. So I think that's a good point, Matt. Yeah, and I like that. Uh, a good way to start the day as well, Craig. Um, you know, can really maybe take a, a burden or a load off a little bit, you know, and let the day be a little more freeing for you in doing that. Uh, another thing in the spirit of giving, Matt, can you give us a time where maybe you hit the gas or brakes this week? Yep. Uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, I feel like it's, it's a combination of both here. Thank you, John. Uh-huh. I, I knew it even <laughs> before you started. So uh, as a lot of the listeners know who have been with us for a while, I do have this uh, infatuation with the Highlands, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on trying to potentially get a place up there. So last trip when I went up there, I was kind of looking around. And did not really have in mind what has come to the forefront, and that is a tiny house. So um, I'm considering potentially getting a tiny house to so when I go up there, I have a place to stay and also to rent this thing out. So the reason I'm going pump the brakes and hit the gas is trying to hit the gas and start making another movement forward, trying to get a little more permanency up there so I can be a member of the library. And, <laughs> and not pay the fifteen dollars perks uh, purchasing there. Yeah, <laughs> my library the card. Is pretty, uh, I discovered the rec center when I was up there too. Again, short aside. Oh, the rec center, pretty phenomenal, man. Wow, they got tennis courts, they got pickleball courts, they got a workout room, they got a basketball gym. They already had the pickleball, huh? Dude, I got to get up there for for free in there with, with where I was staying. But for the year, it's only hundred bucks. Again, between that and the library, striking gold up there. And then, <laughs> <laughs> in, in any event. The, the hitting the, the, I mean, pumping the brakes would be, I wasn't really anticipating going to the tiny house life living over here. Uh, but the more and more I've looked at it, I think it could be a good fit. So we're going to see what happens. We're going to see if this is something that um, the doors keep opening toward it or not, but it's looking uh, pretty favorable at the moment. Man, that sounds great. I mean, as much as you enjoy going up there and, um, you know, looking at the, the tiny house you have where you are in your life, I think it'd be a good fit for you. 
So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, John Lucia has already said, you know, he's willing to go and scope it out. Dude, you and John Lucia can come with me, man. <laughs> I can't wait to see the tiny house, man. I used to watch shows on those things, and I was like, this is so cool. Oh, you dude, can put a lot in the little tiny house. What's funny is I literally, back about four or five years ago, was considering trying to get one, and Lip puts out the town, and then I realized, oh, man, no I thought plumbing. you were going downtown. No, no. Yeah, that, that happened. There was too. one there spot was a down lot. Yeah, there was a little lot down there. It wasn't but it zoned, zoned correctly. That's yeah. Right. I really was kind of serious about this, and I realized, man, I'm going to have to be messing with the compost toilet, <laughs> the running water. <laughs> Golly. He's like, there's work involved about. <laughs> I was like, man, you know, uh, I might want to retrofit a van before I do that. So I was like, uh, awesome. in this case, so in the Highlands, this is right in the city. <laughs> Everything, electricity, plumbing, it's kind of, uh, you know, Highlands as it is. So that's kind of where we're at. We'll see what happens, but. That would be the what made me pump the brakes or hit the gas this week. Sweet. That's awesome. Um, well, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. We hope you all have a blessed and Merry Christmas. Uh, we are very thankful for you all giving your time to us to listen to the podcast. If you do have a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate it. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel